0: Okay,
1: so here are the
0: rails. (laughs) And
1: here is our show.
0: Completely off, completely gone today. What in the world? Derailed. (laughs) Yay, you're here. Welcome to the CK&GK podcast. Let's get going. It's Tuesday! Yay! We're so glad you're here. We have a cram sesh episode, which means today's going to be a shorty, but a goody. And we're talking about what to say to your competitive kids, or rather, what not to say to your competitive kids.
1: (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, This morning I have with me Caitlin, but we can call her Peridot, Garnet, Tanzanite. She's a real gem.
0: Oh, I like it. You're such a beautifully self-assured hawk. I cannot get enough of you. <laughs> they get stupider and stupider. Oh, I love it so, so much. so good. Hawk. <laughs> so, right? <laughs> self-assured. What? <laughs> Did you know hawks had self-actualization? I yeah, no. I
1: was really concerned about maybe having low self-esteem as a, as a hawk. hawk. Right. <laughs> I am at the top of the food chain, but
0: should I be at the top of the food chain? Have I earned this spot? Right. What did I do to get here? Why am I here? Yeah. Existential crisis hawk. Oh, man. All right. So, since this is a shorty, let's get right to our current obsessions. What you got for me?
1: Okay. I have been waiting to tell you this for so long. I've wanted to send you so many links and I just haven't done it. Okay. Okay. There's this account on Instagram that you have to check out. Okay. I am not sure how to say their name. It looks like it's at Rechapates.
0: Oh, I went Rachapotes.
1: Rachapotes. It's R-A-C-H-A-P-O-T-E-S. All right.
0: I'm doing it right now.
1: Oh, yes, you are. All this account has is videos of bottles breaking. What? Sometimes they roll them down the stairs, sometimes they swing them on giant strings and let them crash together. Sometimes they set up like a bowling situation where they roll balls at the. Oh wait, jars. I've seen
0: this. I've it's seen one just of these videos. Breaking
1: bottles and breaking jars, and I am obsessed. Oh,
0: racha pots is how it says it on the. Oh, okay, racha pots. But there's like a bunch of copycatters on here, but this is, there's clearly one that's real and it's, <laughs> yes, I saw one of these where you rolled a bunch down the stairs. Yes, it's the one yes. with the, with the uh, water beads inside. Oh my gosh. Yes, yeah. That's and so there's
1: like Coke bottles, liquor bottles, pickle jars, anything that's glass and they just roll it down the stairs and it breaks and, and it's so fun to watch.
0: The, yeah, so when I saw this the first time, it was the pizza sauce as it okay. rolled down, the, and then the mustard jar just like, or the jar of corn just keeps going and going and going. <laughs> like, what in the world? Why is it so fun to watch? I don't understand. I don't know.
1: And it's not one of those things that's like mesmerizing and like, oh, ASMR, ASMR blah, blah, yeah. Like, it's it's not <laughs> like that. This is just amazing to watch.
0: This is watched him push down one of the stairs and it literally hit the first step and went yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? also who has the patience to clean this crap up like i would lose it. my mind why what are the these stare? videos
1: is like eight seconds long and yet there's probably two hours worth of cleanup after they do this
0: yeah because the you just rolled a bottle of wine down marble stairs what are you yes. thinking Oh my goodness. Okay, yeah, I'm following it. Uh,
1: <laughs> yes, you are. It's I so good. I don't know
0: why it's satisfying or fun to watch, but it's totally fun to watch. Okay, so speaking of fun, um my husband and I went out on a date the other night and Oh, fun. Yeah, it it had been a while, um and it was it was really good, but uh we chose to go to top golf. I'd never been before. And um, I like. It was your first time. It was my first time at Taco Bell. I like sporty activities like that. Like, I like just, it's just something different. And like, I love to go bowling. It's one of those random things where it's like, this is just for fun and I'm so bad and I don't care. Except that. Oh, yeah. I'm one of those ADHD people who's like mildly to moderately good at like everything that I try, usually the first time. So when I. Except being humble. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's something that I feel like I can be really good at if I just practice. <laughs> and, and the thing that's
1: no, I know what you mean. No, like you know what I mean. Like, like you click yeah, with something, it, and then yeah, you're like oddly good sense. at it. Right,
0: I'm weirdly good. It's at like things. Abigail
1: and disc golf. I'm like, I don't know why she's so good at this, but she is. But
0: she just is, right? And it's like. I'm, when I play basketball, I'm actually a relatively accurate shot when I, I'm weirdly good at foosball in a, in a way that's like kind of shocking to a lot of people. Okay. I am terrible at golf. I am terrible. I am really, really bad. That's what we've learned. And I will say I'm better than the people on either side of me who were literally hitting balls at me. In the bay. Oh ooh, like ooh, it was ooh. very scary. At a couple of points I was like, Oh my god, that ball just came and buzzed by my ankle. That's bad. That's like
1: when you're bowling and the person like drops the ball behind them right? as they're swinging That's what their arms. Like, yes, yeah. There's yes. no reason at top golf for yes. your ball not to go forward.
0: No, it's right. Um however, by the end of it, I was like using a three wood to sail balls like 75 to 100 yards I did get 100 yarder. that's not that was very cool um so I'm kind of into it however today my body hurts so bad and this was this happened two days ago and my body hurts so bad today there's so many muscles I didn't realize that you use when you're golfing golfing my body hurts so bad but I loved it I had so much fun and now I just want to go back to top
1: <laughs> that is so funny okay first off I love that your body is hurting because you went and did something active with your husband <laughs> This morning, my knee is swollen and hurts because I tripped over the couch last night and landed on my knee.
0: (laughs) I tripped on the couch. Oh, no. Oh, we're just at that age where, like, your body just hurts just by rolling over, right? And it's like, like, as soon
1: as I did it, John was like, ow. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Ow. Tomorrow's going to be hard. Oh, no. Oh, man, ice that up. Oh, goodness. That's yeah. not your gem, I'm assuming, even like, you falling down on <laughs>
1: No. No, my gem is um, pretty sweet. Um, Kit, my four-year-old, and I were watching some old uh, Julia Child and Jacques Pepin cooking shows, and they made shrimp cocktail. Okay. And Kit was so excited. He goes, oh, look at that. And they're, like, doing it the old school style with, like, a martini glass and putting the shrimp yeah. on, you know.
0: Fancy,
1: and he said we should make that. I said, Aww. okay, yeah, we can make that. Um, and then he says, and maybe maybe I could try it. Oh, and I said, oh yeah, you could totally try it. Yeah, you could you can have shrimp cocktail. Um, and then he says, well, does does it have alcohol in it? <laughs> and I said, no, it doesn't have alcohol. It it it's it's something that you can have. Um, we'll make the sauce ourselves because you can buy the sauce, but it's better if you make it at home. Um, And we'll put lettuce in the cups just like they did. And then we'll put the shrimp on the sides. Okay. So fast forward to like the next day, I bought a bunch of already cooked shrimp so that we can make shrimp cocktails. And um, I said, Kit, are you going to eat shrimp cocktail with me tonight? He goes, I'm going to drink it. (laughs) (laughs) So at that moment, I realized I have got to clear this up immediately. (laughs) Otherwise, there's going to be some major disappointment this evening that shrimp cocktail is not a drink and right. it is not just for grown-ups and he feels like he's doing something really Right, special.
0: right. Oh, man. He sees the martini glass and, one, yes. it's you guys, so he knows the- he has to ask for alcohol yeah, clearance oh, yeah, but yeah. two the martini glass it's it's fancy and kids don't get to hold those and there's oh, yeah. something special about it so
1: dude he was so proud when he like balanced all his little eight shrimp on his
0: glass oh, and is walking around the house so holding it cute. <laughs> i love that so much what a sweetheart so
1: parents out there who are struggling to
0: survive summer <laughs> Maybe make shrimp cocktail with yeah. your four-year-olds. Yeah, we um we actually made a quote, lasagna last oh, nice, night. Nice. Um, but you use uh ra- like cheese-filled raviolis to do oh. it. So that's part of your layer. So you don't have to like go get ricotta cheese and like it just make fell. a whole cheese thing yeah you just use that and so sam was very excited to like lay the noodles down that was a really oh, yeah, good yeah, yeah. yeah it's and it's super easy for them you just like cook the meat and then layer it all in together so that's another way to occupy your child for a little bit of time. No. <laughs> worked really well um i have learned that i need to uh scale back on whatever extra calories i've been taking in because my kid came home from camp the other day and immediately, immediately puts his head on my stomach to listen for what? a baby. <laughs> That's what he said. Quote, to listen. listen for a baby because there could be a baby in there. You never know. And I'm like, I no, better I know. know. <laughs> I better know. Uh, I if do you know. If you can hear it. Right. If
1: you can hear it, I should know what yeah, that point. I better know
0: by then. Right. But he just, I mean, and he's tall, right? So it was like even more awkward. It was just like walked up and put put his ear, (laughs) and like bent over to put his ear on my stomach to listen for a baby because there could be one in there. So I was like, all right. Um, I realized that I went on vacation and then like got a little, and then got COVID and wasn't exercising and like got a little sloppy. But apparently, I put on a little more weight than I thought. So. We're gonna tone it back. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. I can't have The that. other
1: day, the other day, Kit asked me, "Mom, are you feeling fat?" And John like goes to bark at him, right? And I was like, "No, it's okay. It's okay. We can tell him that you don't ask people outside our family that." But I'm also I'm not put inside out.
0: the family because it hurts my feelings. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, "It's okay. It's okay. Let's not. Let's go down this road and see what he's asking." And I said, mm, "Am I looking fat?" Oh. And he says, deadpan, your face is bigger now than before. I went down for my nap. Oh. Ew. <laughs> so I
0: was
1: like, okay. So in the intervening 90 minutes, I have put on enough weight for you to notice in my face. Oh. I was like, no, it's totally worth it. No.
0: Uh. It's like, yeah. the, you know, the light in the Santa Claus when... When Tim Allen's, like, first gaining weight, and he's like, I got stung by a bee. And then he eats yeah. a, like, massive meal. <laughs> <Yeah>. Bee
1: sting. <laughs> Evidently, I'm allergic.
0: Um, and uh, yeah.
1: all my clothes. Poof. Dry cleaner. Right. Burned down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's
0: like, poof, gone. <laughs> yeah. uh, the doctor says the swelling will go down, so... <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, um, we're going to get right into the real talk. We're not we're skipping promos today. We're going right to the real talk to try and get you guys as much time as possible here. So yeah, exactly. These are three things that you should not be saying to your competitive child. This is good. Yeah, this article is um, heavily, 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 a.k.a. stolen from um, Emma Singer for Pure Wow. And she interviewed a doctor named Dr. Bethany Cook, who's a licensed clinical psychologist with more than 20 years of clinical experience. She wrote a book called For What It's Worth, A Perspective on How to Thrive and Survive Parenting. So I'm going to link both the article and the book. Uh, link to the book in the show notes so that you guys can find them if this is something that you would like to learn more about. So three things you should not say to your competitive child. The first one, uh, quote, maybe you're not cut out for (coughs) the activity. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know,
1: like walking in the dark, you right. might bang your knee on. Maybe
0: the horseback riding's just not your thing. Like, okay, great. Yeah, so, no, no, that's not not helpful. cool. Don't join on in on negativity that they're already feeling. Um, Doctor Cook says adding seeds of doubt only grows anxiety and stress, causing your child to rethink their choices. But if your child is passionate about something, it often means they're willing to do whatever it takes to be successful at it. So basically, the gist here is you're trying to build a resilient child. You're trying to foster perseverance. You're not trying to teach them that it's okay to quit because something...
1: They're not cut out
0: for it. ...might not be their thing. (laughs) Like, who says that? That feels obvious, but maybe it's not. Okay, so along those lines, I bet you wouldn't have lost today if... Oh. And then you start to paint scenarios. So...
1: Oh my gosh. Hi, my name's Monday Morning Quarterback. (laughs)
0: Like, come on. So... The idea here is to avoid any kind of statement that starts like that and then. Right. (laughs) Right. And then finishes by putting blame on something completely unrelated. So Dr. Cook says. These are a harmful form of gaslighting that negatively impacts the child's self-esteem, hinders their ability to learn from mistakes or lose graciously, and creates significant confusion, anxiety, and irrational thoughts. Basically, um, you don't want to just blame someone else unfairly just to make your kid feel better. You're teaching them to be a finger pointer, and you're teaching them to pass the buck, and it just turns them into a poor sport later on. Like, don't do that. So things like, I bet you wouldn't have lost today if the ref hadn't had his head up his butt.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Or I bet you wouldn't have lost today if your dad knew how to get the out the door on time. Like those are not <laughs> helpful, right? Like those have nothing to do with the performance in the sport. And all you're doing is saying, well, dad's it's dad's fault. Cause I couldn't get there on time. So I couldn't do my warm up the right way. And now I lost. It's like, okay. Uh, you're so I just have
1: this picture of this mom in my mind and she is like, carrying around her drink that everybody knows is vodka and gatorade but they all pretend that it's coffee (laughs) like who would say that you would win if your dad knew how to get out the door on time
0: she's a hardcore football mom probably like she's real 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 into it and banking on that scholarship there there are exceptions to what you can say right you can say i bet you wouldn't have lost if if you're trying to proof causation that's rational so for example oh, sure. I know you didn't get enough sleep last night do you think that might have impacted your performance or refs miss some things that make or break a game you know everybody makes mistakes maybe that's part of what contributed to the loss of the day right like yeah things like Or that. I could
1: tell your head wasn't in the game
0: just something like that that shows that there's a causal relationship And not like the ref has his head up his butt. So that's why you lost. That's why you
1: lost. (laughs) Come on.
0: Okay. So we've talked about these other kinds of statements before. So I'm going to just throw this. The last one out there is my least favorite one. You'll always be a winner in my eyes. Ew. No toxic positivity. Please. No toxic positivity. It's the worst. It's a... According to Doctor Cook, a blanket, generic, non-specific statement that feels emotionally invalidating and gross. And I love that she said "gross" at the end of that because that yeah, "ew" that, is what that so gross. means, right? It's like it's so disingenuous. We've talked about these statements before, especially when we've had um, guests who talk about parenting. Like anytime you're talking about toxic positivity, that it just it feels fake. Your kid is feeling down, and when you say something like you'll always be a winner in my eyes. All you're doing is just invalidating how they feel. They're like, I don't feel like a winner. Stop doing that. So the better way to go is to be positive. And your kid
1: doesn't need to be a winner to be a great kid.
0: Right. Yeah. There's, there's other ways to handle this. So I, I love the idea of honesty along with positivity, right? Like, So as Dr. Cook says, a competitive kid needs honesty to learn how to harness their feeling. The best thing a parent can do is sit with the child and show them how the feelings will shift and how they can process and learn from the experience once they're out of those feelings. So for example, you could say, I noticed that you did struggle a little bit with your passes today, but your ball handling skills were amazing when you scored that goal Find something positive to sandwich along with validating their feelings, right? It's like, I missed, you know, I struck out four times today. Okay, yes, you did strike out four times today. However, I saw the way you made that double play happen. And I'm so proud of you for doing that. Find something positive to pull out of the experience, but still validate the negative feelings that they're having.
1: Or you struck out four times today, but man... You looked really great out there. Right.
0: Your swing was on it. Right. And sometimes. And baseball's hard. (laughs) So Baseball is hard. You're trying to hit a round ball with a round bat when the ball is coming at you very fast. Right. Okay. So to wrap up, three things you should not say to your kid who is very competitive. Maybe you're not cut out for the activity. (laughs) I bet you wouldn't have lost today if, and then tie that statement to something that has absolutely no basis in fact Um, i mean
1: really even i bet you wouldn't have lost a if even if you're offering positive
0: yeah i don't really like it still the way you say that right right
1: the game might have gone better if
0: right rephrase you might have played better if if you had more sleep right right like right and the last one is toxic positivity statements you'll always be a winner in my eyes don't say things like that it's awful no yeah that wraps our cram sesh, guys.
1: Oh my gosh, so fast,
0: so fast! I
1: have to tell you, Caitlin, yes? before we sign off.
0: Yes.
1: Last week you suggested jury duty. Uh, jury duty. Yeah. Between our two recordings, I have already watched seven episodes. It's
0: so good.
1: <laughs> it is it's so, so good. If good. you're out there and you haven't watched Jury Duty on Amazon, right? Yeah, it's it's Amazon? Amazon Prime. Yeah. Okay, on Amazon Prime yet? You need to watch it. It's definitely not for kids, but that's okay.
0: It is a good choice. That would be making a good choice to watch that yes. show.
1: Make good choices. Yay. Watch Traitor Yes.
0: And uh, just be good to your competitive kid because they're probably pretty sensitive. And that's the end of what I have to say. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> friends thanks for listening to the ck and gk podcast find us at ck and gk podcast on instagram and twitter and rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify good pods or anywhere else that you pod see you next time